Hello and good evening. Welcome back to the Our Minds 2020 podcast with your host, me, Jemima. How have you guys been? You've been keeping safe? Everything okay? How are my fellow residents of the UK? How are you coping with lockdown 3.0? Do you know what? At this point, besides being bored as hell, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I've actually become quite accustomed to lockdowns. I'm, I'm a pro. I'm well experienced, you know. Um, I have to admit, I do have to admit, I'm finding this third lockdown a lot easier than the first lockdown. I don't know if that's because of experience or I, I don't know. I really don't know. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's good that I feel I'm getting better as opposed to getting worse. I don't know. But, you know, guys, wherever you are listening to this episode, I hope that you're keeping safe. I hope that you are doing well. And I hope that you're trying your very best to be productive and positive throughout your day. So, today's episode, it is called Red Flags Part 1. Now, I've decided to split this episode um, into two parts because I'll explain later on. As we talk, I'll explain later on. So, I'm going to ask you guys a question. And I want you to just take a few seconds, have a think about it, and then I'll come back and I'll tell you what I think, all right? So when you hear that term, red flag, or ooh, those were red flags, what does it mean to you? Take a few seconds, have a think about it, and then I'll come back and then I'll tell you my version or what I think red flag means. Okay? You done? Good. So, for me, red flag or red flags, for me, it's a warning sign. It's a warning sign that something somebody has either said or done to you or somebody else doesn't sit right with you. It's a negative feeling. It's awakened your sixth sense and it has made you feel really uneasy. That's what a red flag means to me. In a nutshell, a warning sign, which should not be ignored. That's what I think. Now, the reason why I've split um, this episode into two parts is because, from my experience, um, I find that red flags should not be exclusive to just relationships. Because you know when you hear that term, it's always... Um, to do with oh somebody was dating somebody or a boyfriend or a girlfriend but we never talk about red flags in other type of relationships like friendships or work colleagues and you may have experienced this you may have not but red flags with extended family members who are trying to come back into the family in order to gain something I just feel that red flags can be used across the board and it's not just exclusive for romantic relationships. That's what I think. I don't know who else agrees, but, you know, from my experience, that's what I found. So in this episode today, we are going to be talking, well, I'm going to be talking about an experience I had with an ex-boyfriend. So talking about the relationship side of red flags. 
And next week, um, part two, we are going to be talking about red flags in friendships. And again, I'll be telling a story about an experience I had with a friend of mine. So let's get into it. Okay, so those of you who follow me on Instagram, um, oh, when did I put this post up? I think it might have been maybe two, three weeks ago now. I think probably two weeks ago. I put this post up on Instagram and the post was something that my ex said to me when he was breaking up with me. And I'm just going to read it out now uh, for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram. Like I always say, shame on you. Anyway, oh God, hold on. Hold on. My phone is acting like a piece of doo-doo. One second, one second. Okay, here we are. So this is what the ex said to me. And this is the post that I put up on Instagram. You don't act normal. You should see someone about it or take medication because it's not normal, said the next. Now that was a post I put up on Instagram and I said in my uh, my caption that I would give the backstory as to why that thing, would you call it a quote? Why that quote? It's not even really a quote, but why that? Why the ex said what he said to me. So before we get into the story, a couple of disclaimers. Number one, throughout the story, I am not going to be saying my ex's name. Um, I'm doing it out of respect for him, not because I have feelings for him or that I'm in love with him or even that I care about him. And when I say I don't care about him, I don't mean I want sulfur and brimstone and fire to just fall upon his life. No, I don't want that. I just mean I don't care about him in the same way that I used to care about him when we were together. But I care about him enough to say, you know, have a good life. God bless you. Amen. And you go your way. I go my way. And that's that. So, yes. So it's just being respectful for him. I don't think it's necessary to really say his name. Um, What was the other thing? What was the other thing? There was a second disclaimer. And now my mind has gone blank. What the hell was the other thing? Oh, crap. A doo-doo. I've actually forgotten what the other thing was oh my god oh yes that's the other thing lord have mercy the other thing is um the story that i'm gonna say it is in no way at all whatsoever to shame him embarrass him make him look like he's a really horrible person because i'm sure that he's not but this is just an experience that i had and i think had i made the right decision and paid attention to those warning flags i would not have ended up in the situation that i found myself in i hope that makes sense oh and one other thing uh with regards to my ex's name throughout the story i'm going to be referring to him as mr red flag okay so when you hear that mr red flag that basically means the ex all right i think those are all the disclaimers let's now get into the juice so um we start off at the very beginning how we met we met on a very hot summer's day the wind was blowing the birds were chirping the sky was blue i was wearing a lovely hot 
red pink drink no i'm just taking the i'm taking the piss no we didn't meet like that basically we met at work standard way we met at work um i was working in the company for about ooh, maybe three years at this point and uh, he was a new colleague now when he joined the company i had just 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 freshly just as in fresh bread that's just been taken out of the oven just broken up with an ex okay um i have absolutely no idea but mr red flag got wind of the fact that i had broken up um with my ex and he befriended me befriended me sorry um i welcomed the friendship i thought okay you know he's nice and he is nice he was nice um i thought okay yeah this is this is all right we would talk um there were certain projects that we were put together to work on um yeah and we just we just became friends and he was nice we spoke about various different things and yeah it was it was all right anyway before i knew it we then started to date meaning we would go to the cinema we would go for walks we would go to each other's houses we would text we uh, we would call we would go for coffee we'd go for all the things that you do you know when you're dating somebody and the only thing that we didn't do is i never had sex with him and i never kissed did i kiss no i didn't i didn't i never kissed him nothing like that i think the most kind of affection that i gave him was holding his hand and even that that was very sporadic now this whole dating flex it went on for quite a while um if i'm not mistaken probably about four months yeah it was a while so anyway naturally there were times when he would say to me okay so you know do i have a girlfriend boyfriend and girlfriend you know what's happening blah 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 and i was very 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 good at deflecting the question i would just change the subject um if i couldn't deflect the question i would just kind of say oh you know i'm not ready for a boyfriend um yeah let's just be friends you know that's what i was saying and in my heart i and in my mind as well i knew that i needed to remain single because the previous ex that i had we were together for nearly going on six years and it was a very up and down relationship arguing all the time broke up get back together arguing broke up get back to get oh my god it was just it, it, it was a mess it was a lot and it was a mess so i ended that um that relationship and i just at the time i thought to myself i just need to be by myself i don't want to focus on another man i just i just want to be by myself you know that's all i want to do so anyway mr red flag would ask those questions of you know yeah do i have a girlfriend are you my girlfriend blah 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 blah. and the thing is what i was saying to him my words were not matching up with my actions because we were full-on dating and you know spending time at each other's houses and doing like i said doing all the things that you usually do when you're dating and when you don't want a boyfriend or when you don't want a partner you don't really do those things because even my guy friends now i'm not holding your hand when we're walking on road um i'm not staying over at your house we're not constantly going to the cinema 
or going out for drinks in that way you know so I was I was what I was saying and what I was doing the two were just not matching up at all but I do want to add and it's not an excuse but it oh, I don't know is it a reason I entertained it because he was a very welcome distraction um, I was in a very shit job my ex even though we had broken up he was still trying to you know get back together and had gotten to a point where he was now starting to bring my family into it so getting away from my family getting away from the ex and hanging out with mr red flag i did enjoy it it was a very nice welcome distraction and you know i welcomed it with both arms willingly anyway um at some point mr red flag he left the company and he went off to go and work somewhere else and um one evening one friday evening he sent me a text and he said oh um you know i'll come and pick you up after work and we can go and get some drinks and i was like yeah cool all right then no problem so after work came and we went to one of our favorite bars um near my workplace and we're there it's a friday night we're eating we're drinking we're talking music was playing we're having a nice time having a nice you know friday evening anyway he said to me oh um why don't you spend the night at my place now i can't actually remember if he said to me spend the night or spend the weekend but whatever it was he wanted me to sleep over at his place i didn't want to sleep over at his place nothing to do with him nothing at all it's just that i had such a shit show of a week at work that particular week and like i said um that same week my ex before mr red flag he was just texting me and calling me unnecessarily and getting my family involved in the breakup and it was just a lot so my mind was just a bit all over the place and all i wanted to do that weekend was just lie in bed and watch these two french dvds that i had bought from hmv who remembers hmv by the way are they even still around but anyway that's all i wanted to do that weekend nothing against mr red flag i just wanted to be by myself um i also want to add that despite what was going on that week surprisingly I wasn't falling into a depressive episode. Um I wasn't feeling too anxious. I mean, I was anxious, anxious in the sense of whenever I got home, I didn't know what I was going to hear from my mum about what my ex was saying about us. But even then my anxiety was not on a high level because Mr. Red Flag was a very welcome distraction. So when he asked me oh you know spend the night at my house i started to then say to him no thank you because this is what's going on at work and my ex is being an idiot and i just want to stay at home guys i didn't even finish explaining to him how my week had been before he just shut me the hell down so i'm there talking and he raises his hand to my face quite close I might add and he starts waving his hand and he's like no 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 
stop, stop, stop. Jemima, just stop. So I stopped. He then said to me, I don't care. I don't want to hear about your week. I don't want to hear about your ex. You've come out tonight. We're having a good time. We're having drinks. I don't want to hear about how your week has gone. So if you're going to continue, I just fumbled over there, over my words there. If you're going to continue talking like this, let's just end the night, okay? Just stop. Now, I just want to pause here in the story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at the front and whoever, unfortunately, is way at the back. That right there is a red flag. Now, I will tell you why it's a red flag. Number one. Like I said, I wasn't in a depressive um, episode or anything like that. I was all right. I was all right as all right can be. Now, regardless of whether you're dating someone, it's a friend, it's a work colleague, even if it's a stranger, there's something in us whereby when somebody is talking about their day, their week, their experience, they may say something along the lines of, oh, you know what, I had a really hard day at work or, oh, my flatmate, they did the most stupidest thing yesterday. What is your God-given natural reaction? Like, what is it that you say to that person? You ask them, oh, what happened? Oh no, what did they do? Oh no, are you all right? That, that's what you ask. Sometimes you ask those questions, not even because you care. You're kind of like on autopilot. It's like a robotic thing that people just say I don't know if it's a British thing I don't know but I kind of feel it's what people say when you hear somebody talking about something that they've experienced good or bad usually it's bad you always ask them oh my god what happened oh are you all right oh no what you know what I mean that's the kind of reaction that you get back I didn't even get that from him I basically got can you shut your mouth because I don't really care what you've got to say And I'm like, damn, okay, all right then. The second thing, I, at the time, knew that I was having problems with my mental health. But where I was back then is not where I am now. So I knew something was up. I knew that I could get unbelievably low. But I I didn't admit to myself that, girl, you have some problems here that you need to get checked out and you need to not ignore you need to face this head on you need to you need to you know take care of yourself here i knew that at the time and i knew that okay if does if this does um develop into a relationship and i have a mental health episode or a depressive episode that's what i should say i'm going through a depressive episode how am I going to be able to talk to this guy? Because just a casual thing of me saying, oh yeah, work was a bit bit rubbish this week. You're shutting me down. How much more when I'm telling you, you know what? I have no thrive for life. I feel like I've failed at life. I feel like I shouldn't even be alive anymore. How the hell are you gonna handle that? Do you see what I mean? So. That was my first red flag of many, with regards to Mr. Red Flag. So, after he said what he said, 
I it had been although I at that point I had been working with him for um, almost a year was it almost god it's such a long time ago I can't even remember I'd been working with him for a while like I said we worked on projects together uh dating him we were dating uh for four months and I had never heard that tone from him that demeanor I never heard it from him before so I felt a bit awkward and sometimes when I'm in an awkward situation and I don't quite know how to handle it or I can't really read that person's um, expression whether they they're joking about something or not I kind of have a nervous giggle so I nervously giggled and <laughs> I shouldn't laugh he raised his hand to me again and he was like no stop it I already told you I don't want to talk about it it's not funny well well let me listen i fixed up quick immediately i thought to myself he's absolutely right i do need to fix up i need to stop laughing i need to take him seriously so then i started to agree with him and i was like yeah 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 you know what mr red flag you're right you're right i shouldn't be talking about how my week was yeah you're right we're out for drinks yeah you're right you know what yeah I'll, i will spend the weekend at yours the heck i said that because the thought of him thinking of me negatively just it, it, it feared me it scared me and also i thought to myself oh my god i want him to see me as perfect and good and funny and outgoing and all the good things that guys want to see in a girl this is what I was thinking and I thought okay to make him happy or to resolve the situation yeah I'll come and stay over at your place for the weekend I didn't want to stay at his place for a weekend so anyway we finished up with the drinks he drove back to mine and I'm in my room I get my overnight bag and oh my goodness I was mad I was so mad. When I tell you, I was chucking in my stuff, my my pajamas, my my toiletries, my my makeup, my creams, a shaving stick because you just don't know what can go down. You don't know. And there I am throwing my things in and I'm like, I don't want to go to his house. I don't want to spend the week. Like I was actually getting mad. I, and you know what? I don't even know if I was mad at myself, mad at him, mad at the situation, mad at my mental health, mad. I, I was just mad. So I finished chucking all my belongings into my overnight bag. And then I go downstairs, I sit in his car and I'm like, ready? Can you imagine? I'm there up in my room, packing my bags, like effing and blinding, like a flipping prison inmate. And then five minutes later, I'm in his car and I'm like, I'm ready, Mr. Red Flag. Let's go to your house for the weekend. Yay. Whew. Anyway, we drove off now. I spent the weekend at his place. Did I enjoy myself? Nope. I did not enjoy myself because I didn't want to be there. But what I did do is I showed my happy face and you know i just got on with it and completely neglected what it was that i wanted to do for that weekend anyway as time went on um dating did develop into a full-blown relationship and i got to a point this was still quite early on 
I got to a point where I was saying to myself, oh my God, I found my husband. This is the person that I'm going to marry and we're going to have kids and, you know, it's going to be amazing and he loves me and he's so different from my previous ex and, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It was at that point, God heard me. I'm, I this is, this, You might laugh, but seriously, this is how I feel, yeah. At that point, when I was having those thoughts, I am convinced that the good Lord above heard me and he said to himself, yeah, Jemima, you think that's the guy for you? Okay, I am going to show you some things. And boy, oh boy, did the good Lord above show me plenty of red flags. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I've experienced red flags, it's never just one red flag. Like, it's multiple red flags. And I'm thinking, damn, can I just you know concentrate on this one red flag but you're giving me a second third fourth fifth sixth like it's so much and i get a bit overwhelmed so anyway the other, okay in case you haven't you know cottoned on yet the first red flag of when he just shut me down at the bar that was the first red flag other red flags that were presented to me were comparison oh yes so it was very very common at the start of the relationship beginning of the relationship and the end of the relationship that mr red flag would compare me to other women um and i would love to sit here and say i can't believe i'm gonna say this i would love to sit here and say that yeah it was um other women that i didn't know that he was comparing me to but no these were women that i did know these were women who were the wives or girlfriends of his friends that he was comparing me to. And every now and again, I'll be compared to some random woman that he was working with. And these comparisons would range from the way I wore my hair, um, the clothes that I would wear, the way that I would cook, the things that I was into, the things about me, that's what he was comparing me with. Now. One thing that I do have to say that I kind of like about me is I can be a bit stubborn. Not big, small, small, just a little bit stubborn. So whenever, for example, whenever he would say something like, um, oh, you should cut your hair. I never went and cut my hair. I would rather be like, okay, we'll go and be with a girl that has short hair. Like sometimes I'll be bold and I'll have a bit of sass, but then I can't deny and when he wasn't around, I would retreat into myself and I'd be like, oh my God, maybe I do need to change this about myself. Maybe I should cut my hair. Maybe I should grow my hair. When he would change his mind and say, oh, I needed long hair. Oh yeah, he's right. I do wear jeans all the time. Oh, maybe I shouldn't cook this style of food. Maybe I should do this. Oh yeah, he, the wife of this person, his friend, she's a lot more domesticated than I am. And oh, she has a better job than I like. I would actually start to agree with the things that he was saying about me, comparing me to other women. Another red flag was he would know how to drop me. And when I say drop me, I mean, it was very common that we would agree to meet up, whether it be after work again, go for dinner, you know, change it up a bit. and. We've arranged the day, we've arranged the time. One of us has booked a table. 
I have literally just walked into the restaurant, my, my, my toe, not even my foot, but my toe has entered into the restaurant and then I get, that's, that's my phone by the way, people. He sent me a text message. He will never call me. He'll send me a text message and he'll be like, oh babe, yeah, sorry. Um, I can't meet you tonight. I'm meeting up with the boys for drinks somewhere. And then I'm like, hold, hold on a minute. Um, because you see this morning, yeah, you, you, you were the one who actually arranged for this dinner tonight. So I'm a bit confused as to why you've just dropped me to go and be with your friends. This is what I would think. I'll never actually say it, which was bad on my part. And I would be like, oh, okay. And then he'll say, oh, are you nearby? And I'm thinking fam, fam is a slang term people. It, anyway, I would say to him, <coughs> excuse me. I would say to him, oh no, I'm about um, 15 minutes away. I'm at the restaurant, my toe is in the restaurant. But to make him not feel bad, I'd be like, oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm 15 minutes away. Oh no, it's fine. I'll just see you whenever it is that you get back. It was very, very common for him to just, you know, drop me as and when to go and be with a friend or a fellow work colleague or if he just wanted to do something by himself that was another red flag i chose to ignore that red flag as well and then finally the mother of all red flags to just seal it in in case you guys um don't know i am somebody of faith I am a Christian, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and my faith is very important to me. And it has been very important to me, especially during my adult years of life. So when I met Mr. Red Flag, he was fully aware of this. So I can't remember um, how we got to this point, but we were sitting in his car and um, we we were talking about stuff. And he turned to me and he said, oh, look, you know what, Jemima, this whole Christianity thing, like, I can't really do it. I I can't do it. It's not for me. Um, Your belief is not the same as my belief. And, you know, it's great that you go to church. That's just not for me. I just can't do it. Now, guys, there is absolutely nothing wrong with somebody saying, look, um, I'm, I'm... not a Christian if that's how they feel nothing wrong with what he said absolutely nothing wrong the problem here is for me there is something wrong in that why because I am a Christian like I said my faith is very important to me now at that point um I should have actually not confronted him but spoken about it in a lot more detail than I did and say well you know what we need to you know reassess this relationship because I'm not going to deny my faith is very important and I also respect the fact that for you you're not somebody of faith and in the nicest possible way you don't really care which was the case he didn't really care but instead what I did was I backed down and I said to him no 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 it's absolutely fine you know we can still make it work um you know if there's a day that you want to do something on a Sunday and yeah like we can we can go for lunch and it doesn't really matter you know I won't um you don't have to know when I go off to pray and you know it's fine like I was just coming up I was just fumbling over myself and coming up with really dumb silly excuses 
just to make him feel good. And I knew deep down that this is going to cause a problem because, listen, I don't care who you are. I am not compromising my Christianity for every, for anyone. But on that occasion, what was I doing? You know, compromising my Christianity. But anyway, that was the final red flag um, that I saw of his. And the relationship continued and you know comparison issues or not really comparison issues but comparing me to other women and you know dropping me like a hot potato as and when he wanted to and then kind of teasing me about my faith those were things that went on and on and on throughout the relationship we were together almost five years guys this is what I was dealing with and what's so messed up is even though he was doing all of that I knew, I knew deep down in my spirit, in my loins, that it was wrong and it wasn't right and I shouldn't be there. But I was also telling myself, I love this man. I really love him. I spent all this time with him. We were now living together. I'd moved in with him at this point. And I truly believed, however, in my warped sense of, of understanding or believing, that this guy was going to be my husband and we were going to have children and everything was going to be absolutely fine. Anyway, as everything in life, there's only so long that you could show your um, your happy face for. And I've spoken about happy faces in a previous podcast episode. Go and check that out. I hit a depressive episode. And I was it the first one? don't think it was the first one you know I can't remember but anyway I hit a depressive episode and it was spurred on mainly through work because I was being mistreated quite badly um, at work and I sunk to a place where I was like a zombie every day was just the same Um, I wasn't engaging in conversation I felt zero motivation again I was having thoughts that I failed at my life I was a bad person I thought the only way out of this is if I died. Like I just got into a horrible depressive episode. And for him, it must have been like the worst thing. I knew it then and I still know it now. So there was a day where um, he started shouting at me and he was like, oh, you know, you've got to stop this. Um, You're just moping around the house. What's wrong with you? And at that point, I kind of thought to myself, well, if this guy, if I feel like, you know, Mr. Red Flag is, is the man for me, then I should actually tell him that, you know what, in case you didn't realise, I suffer from depression at times and I can get to a point where it's not very nice. So I thought, okay, I'm going to tell him. I didn't tell him that day. I had to build up the courage because this was the first time that I was going to say to somebody, look. I have an issue I feel with my mental health anyway the day came and we're standing outside his balcony and um, I, I was oh my god I was literally shitting big ass bricks literally and I was so scared to tell him but I started and I said okay listen I have to talk to you about something and I started off by saying that I have problems with my mental health and I think that I suffer from depression. 
Now, there's something else that I did say to him, which hand on my heart, I'm not quite ready to even say to you guys right now, only because if there was ever a time that one of my family members, especially my mum, were to hear this podcast episode, I would want her to hear it from me and not from a podcast episode. Um, So he's the only person who knows this thing that I'm not willing to say to you guys now but it's a very very personal thing and it's a very disturbing thing no I didn't turn to drugs or alcohol or anything like that no I didn't so um when I started to speak to him about the fact that I suffer from depression sometimes there was a look on his face that it was like a disapproving look and something inside me was telling me, Jemima, shut your mouth because you are talking to the wrong person here. So I stopped. And it was silence between him and I for like, oh man, for like a good two minutes. And in my mind, I was desperately thinking, oh my God, please, Mr. Red Flag, say something, say something. Like, give me some sort of words of encouragement, some some support something anything and then I looked back at him and then he still had that stern look on his face so I giggled and then I remember making some really stupid joke to try and diffuse the situation and then he continued puffing on his cigarette and he said to me um yeah you owned your story I didn't even really tell him the full story but okay He said, yeah, you owned your story, just like, and he mentioned a woman that he used to sleep with back in the day. Yes, people. Now, at that point, I felt dumb. I felt embarrassed. I felt like a fool. I I just felt like, meh, really? I've been with you for all these years, and I've just about opened up the door to let you in And even with what I said was, oh, I think I suffer from depression. You, that's all you have to say to me? So I got up, sat in the living room and I just sat there thinking, okay, any minute now he's gonna come. He's gonna come and he's gonna, you know, you know, put his arm around me and at least say, you know what? I I will try and support you. I, I will try, I don't know. I just wanted something. He didn't come to the living room. Went to bed that night, he didn't say anything. Morning came, nothing. Monday to Tuesday, Tuesdays to Wednesday, Wednesday to Thursday, so forth. New month, new day, nothing. We never spoke about it again. Now, from that day that I told him, it was exactly two months later that I got home after a night out with one of my best friends and she gets a shout out Betty you go you are top tier okay top tier anyway went out with her and um, when I got back he basically said to me that you know what it's not working anymore um I don't make you happy you don't make me happy in a nutshell listen I'm breaking up with you let's end let's end the relationship now At this point, there were telltale signs that it was coming towards the end of the relationship. And um, 
I, I could I could feel it and I could feel because I'd moved in with him I kind of had this sense that he was going to chuck me out and get somebody in so I used to say things like if I moved out is somebody going to be coming to take my place like I would say these things to him so anyway we ended the relationship I was I was heartbroken like 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 just know I was hot anyone who's experienced like painful heartbreak I'm talking the kind where somebody just gets a blunt instrument they open your chest pull out your heart put it in a blender blend it on the highest setting chuck it out the dog eats it like heartbroken anyway um I left the house I I don't even know where I was wandering in the streets. I didn't know where to go, what to do. Eventually, I had to go to my mum's. Um, like I said, I was living with him, so I had to keep going back to the uh, to the flat because obviously my stuff was there. The reason why I say keep going back is because it got to a point where he was making it very unbearable to live in the flat. Anyway, okay, I promise I am rounding up the story now. So. This one particular uh, day or evening that I was there, I felt a bit bold and I thought to myself, um, yeah, I'm going to go to him and I'm going to ask him why he's ending it. Fair enough, he's ending it. I've accepted that. But after all these years, like, you can at least give me the reason why. I think, you know, that's that's fair, right? Give me the reason why. So anyway, I went to him and I asked him I said okay yeah like what is the reason why you want to end this relationship can I at least know that he turned around on his chair looked me blatantly in the eye and guys he started to list off everything about me now the things that he was saying these were things that I am my faith what I'm interested in what I do like everything about me he was listing them off like don't like this you do this you do that da, 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 da. and then he um spoke about my mental well-being which is why I put that post up on Instagram about you know you don't act normal and you need to see somebody about it so I hope I've come full circle there so when he said that you know you don't act normal you need to take medication or see somebody because it's not normal that broke me that was the final nail in the coffin that really did break me and it broke me because what he said then i saw it i saw it from the very beginning and i knew it from the very beginning but i chose to ignore that red flag right at the start of the relationship although we were dating but yeah at the start of the relationship and what he said um, wasn't something to make me feel good it was something that was said to shame me and he said it with a smug look on his face and like I said it just broke me and if I'm being really really honest now what broke me the most was the fact that I allowed it to happen you know I knew something I was aware of something the warning sign was there but I allowed this guy to treat me the way that he treated me say the things that he was saying to me and do all that he did when I knew deep down inside that it was wrong and that I had been forewarned through these red flags that these things that he had done then 
you know, he's going to continue to do them, but I chose to ignore it. So I say this story for any of you guys out there. If you are with somebody and you see a red flag, please, 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 do not ignore that red flag. That red flag has been presented to you for a reason and that reason should not be ignored. Even if you think, oh, it's something really, really small, the very fact that it's giving you a bit of a, a bit of an ick, a bit of an itch, but a very awkward itch, that means that's something that you need to address. Communicate with that person. Say to that person, you know what? Um, there was something that you did or something that you said that it didn't, you know, didn't sit well with me. See what that person says. What is the worst that is gonna happen? Honestly, what's the worst? In confronting somebody not in shame and not aggressively but do it in a kind way because sometimes somebody might not even know that the thing that they are doing is wrong believe it or not some people are completely oblivious to it which is why I say do not ignore red flags be aware of them don't just if somebody I don't know if, if somebody has God I'm trying to think of something if somebody has said to you, oh, you're such a silly idiot, but they've said it in not a very nice tone, don't just disregard them. Check them on it and be like, please don't speak to me like that. But don't ignore the person, if that makes sense. As in, don't just disregard them because you're not helping them and you're not helping yourself. Because if you're disregarding that person, that person will never learn you will never learn to gain the confidence to be able to communicate with other people. I mean, there are some red flags where, listen, Usain bolt yourself out of that situation. If somebody lays their hands on you, nope, nope, you don't need a second, no, no, no. They don't need a second chance. Don't say to yourself, oh, you know, it was only a one-off or, oh, no, no, no. This is both for men and women because I've even known one woman who used to, you know, be quite physical with her partner. Nobody should be putting hands on anybody. So, th- my lord, I have been talking for such a long time. 45 minutes. Wow. So, guys, <clears throat> I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know I've taken up a lot of your time. God, when I start talking, especially when I'm telling a story, I go off. So, please, I hope you learned something from my little story and I hope that going forth when you see a red flag especially in a relationship because this episode is about red flags in relationships do not take it for granted and well don't ignore it don't ignore that red flag it's being shown to you for a reason address it and based on the outcome from what that person says then make your decision but don't sweep it underneath the carpet and think oh yeah you know that was nothing no that that is something nobody wants to be in a relationship where you're stressed where there is no peace where you're walking on eggshells that's not life that's you can't live a life like that people you really really can't you deserve so much more so guys i'm gonna end it here um as always i will be back next week monday at six o'clock i hope that you took something from this Um, When I do these podcasts, I just chat. I chat so much. um, And I don't like stop, edit. I just talk because I talk as I'm talking to a friend or something like that. But yeah, 
I hope you took something away from this episode. And remember, you can still get more content from me if you jump over to my Instagram page, which is ourminds2020. God bless you all. Please remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and go live your life. Catch you next week, guys.